John, what do you think about the Jeep Talk Show going to four weekly episodes? It's a horrible idea. Worst thing you could have ever done is going to ruin the show. It was an event 10 years in the making. Two Jeepers brought together by a single podcast. And it would create a lifelong obsession with beaver nuggets and bad cigars. The Jeep Talk Show event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park brought to you by Nexon Tires returns for another trip. The Jeep Talk Show takes over Hidden Falls June 4th and 5th. Come meet your favorite Jeep Talk Show hosts. See the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and enjoy some amazing off-road terrain. Did we mention you can get some free stickers, too? Yeah, and I suppose you're going to say, you know, while you're in there. The second annual Jeep Talk Show Meet the Hosts event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas, June 4th and 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Brought to you by the next Tires Rodian MTX Mud Terrain Tire. Yeah, I want to give me some of those. For more information, go to JeepTalkShow.com or follow the show on Facebook. That's where you guys have been hiding. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in. Well, Heidi-o, we're not going to pay any attention to John. He's just a negative Nelly. It's, this is going to be a great addition to the show. This is the newest weekly episode from the Jeep Talk Show. This will be referred to in perpetuity <laughs> as the interview episode. I find it amazing that due to you, the listener, we have gone from one episode a week to four. Thank you for your support. But just like most people, we want more. We're asking you to let people know about the Jeep Talk Show. In-person social media post, tell them about the show. The more listeners like you, the more content we can bring to you. Use hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag giveaways on your post. And you can always just say pound Jeep Talk Show and pound giveaways. Hey, whatever it takes to get the giveaway, right? Have you heard about our second annual Jeep Talk Show Off-Road Event, Texas? It's happening on June the 4th and is sponsored by Nexon Tire, All RM Cattle and Construction, and Midland Radio at MidlandRadio.com. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show Interview. Ideal boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and we're going to be talking with Paul and Carrie Porter, and they have been spending the last 16 years immersed in the Jeep life. They've owned well over 100 Jeeps and have uh, spent many years wrenching together. Paul is the president of Glass City Crawlers, and Carrie is a three-time participant in the Rebel Rally, and together they host Ladies Garage Day. Their most recent endeavor is Discover 4x4 Adventures. You can find out more about Discover by going to their website at discover4x4adventures.com, or as we like to say it, 4x4. So discover4x4adventures.com. So who's going to do the talking? Is it going to be Paul or Carrie? Because Carrie's been doing all the talking so far. (laughs) Carrie has been doing the talking so far. Usually I am the one more talkative, but 
uh, in person. When she gets on the phone, it does seem she does a lot more of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started doing this podcast, I had a hard time articulating myself, getting the words out, if as it would uh, but later be a, a, a very, well, I'm having a problem now. And I, my, my comment was that you guys got to excuse me. I've been married for 20 years and I've forgotten how to talk. So that went over real well with the women listeners. <laughs> well, that was 10 years ago and now I've been married 30 years, but uh, due to uh, doing some of the podcast and interviews, I, I talk better now. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, whoever's going to start, the first thing I want to know is a hundred Jeeps. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Well, this is what I always tell people. It it uh, takes a hobby to fund a hobby. So I uh, just buy them, part them out, fix them up, resell them. So we've probably only owned about 15 that we've used on a regular basis. But a lot of them were parts Jeeps or ones I've fixed up to buy, flip, that kind of thing. So that's really why we've owned so many. Gotcha. Are you doing still doing the flipping of Jeeps now? Uh, it's become very hard with Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Back in the old uh, Craigslist days, it was easy. You'd find some deals, but it just seems anytime somebody pops up a deal, everybody likes to tell them it's a deal, and then uh, you it's hard to get a hold of that deal. So yeah. the only deals that come around anymore is all word of mouth, you know? Yeah, the, I, and, and things are so so expensive now. I mean, uh, I don't know how many yeah. of those 100 uh, Jeeps that you got were XJs, but my God, the prices on XJs are just sky high now. Yeah, good luck finding a fifteen hundred dollar XJ like you would five years ago. You know. Oh yeah, and uh, one that wouldn't run, and you know you drive by and it just never moved from that spot. You could go over there and pretty much uh, assume that it was a uh, crank position sensor problem. Five hundred bucks and yeah. a and thirty minutes worth of uh, change in the CPS. You drove it home. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the cash for clunkers kind of hurt that uh, that as well. That, that so many years ago, God, I think that was around uh, 2005 or something. But anyway, I yeah. digress. So, 100 jeeps, uh, flipping parts that ma- that kind of makes sense. I just couldn't imagine driving 100 jeeps. It sounds like it was a lot of fun, though. It's been yeah, it's definitely been a lot of fun. Um, especially years ago, we used to have a lot of buddies that hang out in the garage, and it just was a just a riot, you know. And it allowed us to be able to learn how to work on vehicles so we're on the trail you know if i had to change a broken ball joint or hub assembly you know it's pretty easy to do if you've done it a hundred times you know oh yeah yeah definitely uh unfortunately uh, i guess it's good that it gets easier it's just uh, such a pain uh oh real quick uh so whenever you would do wheel bearing assemblies uh would you go with a cheap one or did you go with a name brand i've always liked the timkins yeah, there it's probably more of a name brand, mainly because it had a three-year warranty. So if I was going to keep it, uh, you're probably warrantying out at some point for one of those bigger tires. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I did. I love the Timken bearings, and uh, you kind of learn the hard way if you if you don't go back with them. I was just kind of uh, seeing if I could learn something there about maybe some uh, a cheaper brand that I could uh, I could get away with. But uh, Timken, Timken's <laughs> you know, a good idea. I've tried the Amazon two for sixty dollar deal, but they don't last long. Yeah, well, there's so there. I mean, especially when you put larger tires and wheels on it, there's so much additional pressure, so much a, a side torque that's being placed on that bearing. Uh, you really don't want to skimp. So, give me a little bit of an idea. Well, I, how many Jeeps do you have now? I mean, just just the ones that you drive. So currently, um, we are down to basically two Jeeps that we drive. Um, one of them being a YJ on forty twos that is. The frame's in solid shape. The the uh, tub's getting rough, so that's all the parts out of that are going to be getting moved over to a TJ tub and frame we've got. 
Oh, okay. So that would be Jeep number three currently. So are you on coil? Are you on coilovers already, or uh, on leaf springs? No. So the YJ still on leaf springs. It's going to probably go to ORIs. Um, and then we've got a JKU that's on springs and shocks still um, on Dana 60s and 40 inch tires. But I've never really seen the benefit of a coilover for what we do, crawling slow. I mean, I can see it for high-speed stuff, but we're always just crawling, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I don't know anything about coilovers. I just know that uh, I, I have a buddy with a YJ, and he's got 42s, and he's got co- coilovers, so I figured you must have it as well. <laughs> yeah, no. no. So I got a lot of fancy parts, but that's one we kind of went uh, cheaper on. Yeah, no, it's not a problem. I mean, I like leaf springs. I mean, uh, the XJ uh, is, is half of its leaf springs, and my old 83 yeah. Chevy pickup was all leaf springs, so... Uh, leaf springs work work pretty well. It just works differently than coils. Yeah, they don't get the respect they deserve. I mean, you can set up leaf springs articulate just as well, you know, as any other modern setup. Mm-hmm. So tell me something about uh, Glass City Crawlers. What is that, and, and and what do you do there? I mean, you have a gavel as president. You get to slam it down and straighten people out. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's more about people telling me what to do more than uh, me uh, telling anybody yeah, what to yeah. do. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> well. Uh, so I used to run a small club in the Toledo area called Borderline 4x4, which that's what I call my off-road repair shop now. But, uh, again, some of my buddies hanging out in the garage a few years ago down here in Toledo started a Facebook page, and it kind of just got real popular real fast, and it was called uh, Toledo Mall Crawlers, I think was their original name. And the Facebook page just got very popular very fast, and they decided to try to make it a legitimate club, and that's when they changed the name to Glass City Crawlers. Uh, a few months in, they asked me to be president uh, after the other president had to stop, uh, step down just because his life was too busy. And then uh, I've been doing that for five years. We vote in our leadership every two years, and uh, I've got about one more year left, and I'm kind of hoping our VP is a great guy, Jeff Young. To hopefully, he'll step in and kind of take over that president position uh, if it's something he wants to do. Excellent. So, and, and this may be a loaded question for you, but... I have never been a big fan of uh, clubs. In fact, we had a, a discussion uh, on uh, one of our roundtable discussions here not too long ago uh, that uh, the, the Jeep Talk Show is not a club. It'll never be a club. And the reason for that is is it seems like there's always uh, drama associated uh, with <laughs> with clubs. And it, and I, I don't want you to I, I don't want you to tor- torpedo your own club, but uh, maybe it's another club that you've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> is is that a is that a legitimate concern for for folks is uh, that if you don't like the drama there may be uh you know uh abrasive personalities and uh it, it I've, I've just seen a lot of clubs collapse because of uh, sure. uh of the the drama associated with it I, I can tell you as a president we, my stance has always been that we just try to let the drama work itself out and I try not to give any fuel to people that want it. It seems like a lot of those people are just looking for attention, so I just try to not give them the attention they want. And usually within a few months they go, sometimes kicking and screaming, but they usually leave on their own. And, <laughs> you know, at a, at we average 250 to 350 paid families um, per year. We have a paid membership, like $40 a year. And, you know, there might be two out of those. You know, so you're talking a percent at most. Everybody, you know, for the most part, it's some really good people. Right, um, and it, you know, and they're down here in Toledo. You know, there's a decent amount to do, but a lot of people are very grateful that you know we get together and do regular things, and you know, gets them out of the house. 
uh, parking lot parties, and then obviously we could do our off-roading about once a month as well, but people seem grateful for the uh, club to be in existence, so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of, the, the people that go kicking and screaming, it kind of reminds me of the that, that Facebook post when somebody's leaving a group. I just want to let you know I'm leaving. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> People yeah, go. You, you get that, just just you go know. quietly, please. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you got to go, but just go quietly. <laughs> yeah, that is still just try to you know show them some love and wish them the best. You know? Yeah. So, so I think you mentioned some of it. What, what kind of stuff do you guys do with uh, uh, Glass City Crawlers? Yeah, Glass City Crawlers. Uh, our big thing in the last couple of years has been we come alongside a Toledo Jeep Fest. Um, and we do a lot of the volunteer work there. My wife's a lot more involved with that than I am, actually. Um, but we've had a lot of our leadership step up and help out with that. Uh, way back in the days, our original VP was a guy named Walt Sesney. He went by F-Bomber was his nickname on Facebook. Um, but uh, he was the one that kind of got us involved with that a lot of years ago, and it's just continued on. So with that, we always do these uh, hype events with Toledo Jeep Fest. Um, June, July, and August on Thursday night, we get the RTI ramp out, have crush cars, uh, vendors, and we just get together and hang out in the parking lot. Um, and then we have events we do throughout the year. We go down to uh, southern Ohio, northern Michigan, Tennessee, um, all over to do off-roading as well. I, my, we do a lot of the parking lot stuff, but my focus is on the off-roading. But, you know, we definitely have some folks that uh, maybe can't afford to go off-roading as much as we do. So um, the parking lot stuff is just a good time to get people together and give them a chance to get out and hang out with these, their friends, you know. And yeah. show off their rock lights, of course. Of course. Oh, yes. I mean, there's, you, <laughs> you know, you're just supposed to drive around with them on the road. So that's, that's your opportunity to get out there and use them. Yeah, we actually started uh, – Originally, when things first started out, we used to meet up at Sonic on a regular basis. It was like a week, once every week, once every other week kind of thing. And it was kind of a joke that, uh, you know, we're a Sonic hangout group, not an actual off-road club. But, you know, we do that as well. But uh, we have a good time. Yep, yep. Uh, It was funny. A number of years ago now, we used to do the same thing uh, for uh, the uh, XJ uh, website, xjtalk.com. Uh, we would get together locally, uh, even though it was worldwide, we would get together locally at a Sonic. And it was fun uh, having uh, seen a bunch of XJs in one place. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I kind of miss those days. That, I think we did that once a, once a month on Saturdays, but uh, it's been a while. So that was, that was kind of a club activity, but not really a club. So uh, l- let's uh, move forward to Discover 4x4 Adventures. This, this sounds adventurous. It is. <laughs> I'll let Carrie <laughs> talk about maybe our story of how we began um what gave us the thought to do this and where it's gone the last year especially sounds good so um about three years ago we were coming home from um a trip a weekend trip to the up we had some friends that live up there and we quite often go up there to do um you know snowshoeing and snowmobiling and four-wheeling and jeeping and hiking and you know many of the things that the up has to offer um Anyway, uh, you know, couple that with our our off-roading, we noticed that there's not really any adventure companies in Michigan, um, you know, who tie all of those uh, outlets together. And so um, three years ago, we were like, hey, you know, one day we should do that. And it was just kind of a thought in the back of our heads for a while. Um, Fast forward, our kids were getting bigger and getting out of the house, and I was looking for a full-time job. 
uh, particularly in the off-road industry and couldn't really find anything in our area. So, um, yeah, I said, screw it. Let's start our own business. Let's yeah. do what we were talking about. So, here we are. That's really cool. So, give me an idea what your what your adventure is like. Uh, well, we just held so we just held uh, a winter weekend away that we call Snowway Dude, um, and so for, so it's a three day event. Um, everybody comes in Friday. Uh, Friday night we hold a GPS scavenger hunt. Um, you know where you pair up in teams of two or three and vehicles, and then you get out. Uh, in the town and on the trails, and uh, I think there was 14 GPS coordinates that we gave them this year. And so the the team members go around and collect these coordinates and these checkpoints and take pictures of all of them. Um, It's time, so they rush back, and there's a little bit of, you know, excitement with it being time to see who can get back first. Um, And then we have a social hour that Friday night. And then Saturday, we spend all day on the trail. We had a banquet. in the evening on Saturday, uh, you know, with with great tacos and uh, raffle giveaways, um, and then Sunday we spend a half day on the trails, and everybody goes home. <laughs> so you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I understand. So, uh, <laughs> well, they could. We're just not paying for it. That's right. So, what what are the accommodations? Is it just uh, primitive camping, or is there a place to stay, or does it depend on where you are? Um, it depends upon the adventure. Um, the winter one that we were just at, we stayed at um, a hotel. It's like a conference resort center. So there's um, a really nice pool area for the kids and an arcade and a really good restaurant. So um, it has a lot to offer. We actually had a guy message us and say, uh, hey, I want to buy one of your tickets, but can I get a cheaper ticket if I want to camp? And I said, it's going to be a high of seven degrees on Saturday. You really want to camp? And he said, yeah, I've got all the equipment for it. So we kind of worked out things with him. I said, yeah, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. But, you know, we, we kind of try to set up accommodations for most of our uh, events. Um, we have a rustic version of our shore to shore, and we also have a comfort version is what we call it. So comfort is hotels. We go to restaurants. Rustic is rough rustic camping and you're cooking out on the trails and back at camp so mm-hmm. well i certainly i mean i can certainly appreciate the comfort factor of uh, being in a hotel but i guess uh, if i had everything set up to go camping and i had an opportunity to go camping and i had to stay in a hotel i guess i could see uh, not wanting to do that i don't know a nice bed and pillow is sure is nice though yeah we hear we definitely hear it's kind of 50 50 as far as what we hear out of people as far as what they want you know or we hear a lot of uh you know one one uh, person will say, well, I want to camp and my wife wants a hotel or vice versa. We've, <laughs> yes, actually, exactly. we've, the opposite. we've actually heard women say that I'd rather camp and he wants to sleep in a hotel. Oh, yeah. So. No, I mean, people are people. It's amazing we get together at all with the, with the differences between us. Yep. So that's why we try to offer both to try to make everybody happy and, you know, that way they, everybody can get out on the trails and have a good time. Mm-hmm. So forgive me if you've already said this, but uh, this is held at different locations around the country or around the state, or uh, give me an idea. I mean, you can always go to discover uh, 4x4adventures.com and find this information. But for the interview's sake, uh, what locations do you go to? Uh, Most of our events are held in Michigan currently, um, just because we both work. And, um, you know, to be out of state quite often would require a lot of vacation time and, um, you know, sure. more commitment on our part. Mm-hmm. So, um, which we like, we'd like to see that in the future. But for 
the majority of our trips right now are in Michigan. Uh, next month, I'll be taking a group of women to uh, Wind Rock for, um, you know, for a long weekend. So we branch out a little bit, but uh, for the most part, it's concentrated in the state. Does that mean yeah. that these are all weekend-based adventures, or uh, all most of them are and some aren't, uh, like they're week-long or something? Right now, they're all weekend. They're just like a long weekend. So, um, you know, you might have to take a Friday or a Monday off of work. Uh, to make it happen, but we try to really hard to accommodate, you know, the working family in that aspect. Right. Well, actually, it's good from that standpoint because you don't have to wind up taking a lot of your vacation. And and some of the jobs uh, these days, uh, you may be the only person doing something, so it's really hard for you to take off a full week or even two right. weeks. So that's right. I, I like that aspect of it. If you work remotely, you just take your computer in the Jeep and put it on the passenger seat and do your best. They'll never know. <laughs> Just wiggle your mouth every once in a while. <laughs> I've seen some of those uh, Zoom meetings where the guy's got a green screen on his back. <laughs> well, that's great. So are, are you guys flying in the uh, the baby grand piano yet, like uh, another adventure uh, group does? No, you have to tell me what that's about. <laughs> and I've heard that Jeepers Jamboree uh, does that. They uh, fly that uh, in. Yeah. Uh, we're not to that yet, but uh, we do try to make it, you know, as classy as possible without being, you know, without, we're still being out on the trails. We we actually, you know, kind of a, I don't know, I felt a good, feel good moment is last year we actually had a couple that came to one of our shore to shore trips, the Comfort, and they actually said they cut their Jeep Jamboree weekend short to come out with us oh. um, on the weekend. So shots they said fired. That, <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, you know, they, they put on a good event, but um, it just it was good to hear that somebody that does that kind of thing. At the end, they said, we had just as good of a time here, if not better. That's great. So, well, I'm glad, I, a big compliment. I'm, I'm glad I mentioned the baby grand then, because uh, that's a that's a high compliment. I'm looking forward. I've, I've not done a Jeep Jamboree uh, event yet, so I've been uh, looking forward to uh, getting in on those. Wow, if you guys get as popular as them, you're going to be booked uh, full. Uh, so give me an idea. Do you guys have a limit on the number of people that you allow to come out to an event? We do. So um, the snow event we just did, um, we had uh, almost 60 vehicles there, um, which is a, a fairly big event. Our summer events, we try to keep it closer to 20 and under, um, just because we really like that close, like, tight group kind of feeling. Um you know, we want people to feel welcome and that they're not getting lost in the shuffle. So, yeah, at the end of the day, especially on our rustic, I like to have a campfire that we can all get around and just kind of tell stories and oh, get to know each other. Absolutely. A bit better. Yeah. We have yeah. A, a campfire uh, side uh, segment in our, uh, our, uh, our, one of our episodes. Uh, I think it is the, yeah, it's the Friday episode. And it's just so much fun virtually sitting around a virtual campfire and, and, and talking. It's just, just even the, the ambiance, the, the the fire, even though it's too hot to have one, you got to have a fire. You got to have some place to make your s'mores. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Just all sitting around and uh, uh, telling lies and uh, smelling. And that's it's the other fun. thing. You you have the the awful smells in person where you don't on the, <laughs> on the Zoom meetings. Oh, I love that smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> So how long have you guys been doing this? So specific, I'm sorry, specifically the Discover thing, yeah. Yeah, so Discover 
we basically launched our shore to shore early last summer and we've done three of the shore to shore trips. Um, we have another event that we're going to be putting on this year too. That's called a try adventure. So like I say, we're trying to incorporate some of the other things that Michigan has to offer. So that event's going to be camping, canoeing and off-roading. Um, we'd like to get into maybe some of the fishing and biking and some other things. Um, our idea is to maybe bring along some people that are, you know, I might not be a big biker, but if we can find somebody that that is their specialty to come alongside of our business and we could hire them to do that kind of thing, you know, try to maybe help grow the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The economy of Michigan in that way too. Right. Um, Stimulate the economy. Yeah, I understand. So uh, there's people out there, especially people that are in Michigan, listen to this, that they're saying, I'm sold. Now, how do I go about uh, getting hooked up on this, finding out when these events are, uh, where, where to, you know, take my money, please, those type of things? (laughs) So all of our events can be found on our Facebook page underneath the event tab. Um, And on our website, we have a, um, what's the tab on our website? I can't remember. Uh, we have a shop where our tickets are sold, but there's, um, it's like an events tab, but it's not, I, I would, events is not the word. Guided I would, trip. I was just going to say, <laughs> I would recommend changing that tab to take my money, please. And that, yeah. that people, people will know exactly where to go. <laughs> That's a good one. If I was website savvy, I would do that right now. But <laughs> And I'm sorry, I was talking over you. What What is the name of the tab that they're looking for? Guided trip. Guided trips. Okay, good. Yeah. So you go to dis- yeah. discover4x4adventures.com. You look for the tab that says guided trips, or you can go to the Facebook page. What is, uh, the, what's the name of the Facebook page? Discover4x4adventures. I got to ask because there's so many people that yeah. go have the or yeah. the real or <laughs> whatever you got to do right. to get the unique thing. So discover4x4adventures on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and if, you, if you go in the events tab and you, uh, Go underneath the information of the specific events. It'll link you back to our shop so you can purchase tickets. Excellent. But all the information can be found on either the Facebook tab or the website tab. So Paul said the, that there was a 70-degree outside camping the other day. So you guys are having events uh, in the dead of winter? Just one. With that Snowway Dude event is our only winter event. Everything else we try to start doing in the spring and fall. And even the middle of summer, we really like the spring and fall up in Michigan because that makes for wet trails, so it's not really dusty, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not having to deal with super hot temperatures. So, yeah, we, we definitely like the uh, spring and fall especially, but, yeah, we have one one big winter event, yeah. I, I think we, uh, if I remember correctly, we had a, uh, a listener from Michigan that said the state bird is the mosquito. Is that correct? <laughs> In certain areas, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you head to the UP before August or September, you're going to run into either the black flies or the mosquitoes. Yeah. So when's your next event uh, is, is where I was getting to with the winter thing. Yeah. The, so, so our next event is in March, which is the Women's Wheeling Weekend. Um, and that's, a, that's actually sold out. So <laughs> we're not t- selling any more tickets for that. But it, um, for our men and women, our next event is in May, May 12th through the 15th. It's the shore-to-shore comfort version. And then two weeks later, we have the shore-to-shore rustic version. Now, are those still open? Still, People can still buy tickets? Yeah, you can still buy tickets for that. So, um, the sh- so the, in the shore-to-shore event, we uh, start on the east coast of Michigan. 
we watch the sunrise um, first morning, and then we spend a night in the middle of the state, and then we watch the sunset uh, on the end of the third day. Oh, really cool. How, what, how, how many miles is that? About 250 miles. We try to see as much trail and dirt road as possible uh, to cross the state. Um, Got to hit a little bit of concrete, especially when you get over to the west side of the state. It's hard to connect trails, but yeah, definitely a good time. We try to get out uh, off the road as much as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to ask that. I was just thinking uh, how many miles it was. It was 250 miles. I'm in Texas, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. 250. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> right? But certainly doable in a day. And it's, a, it's a really cool idea, uh, you know, starting at one side and, and ending in the other. Uh, so, well, that's, that is really cool. It sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. I really like what, uh, what you said, Carrie, as far as you were, you wanted a job in the, uh, the off-road uh, industry, but man, those are very, very difficult to, to do. And what's better than having your own off-road job, making your own job. And I'm sure it's, it's, it, I'm sure it's maddening and very fulfilling at the same time. Um, I haven't found the maddening yet. I actually really enjoy Good. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, um, I've always been uh, a very organized person, and I enjoy putting on events. So it's it's a perfect combination of, um, you know, work and hobby for me. So, Paul, are you an organized person now? <laughs> not to the, yeah, I've been trained well. That was not the way I was raised, not to the level she is. Yeah. But I know where my shoes go when I come in the house. Yeah, my wife's organized too. I refuse. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, my is, you know, it's organized, but it's organized in my way. She you gets, know where everything is. That's and that's oh, yeah. organization. <laughs> you want some ten thirty? I can tell you it's on the second shelf, about a foot to the right. <laughs> and and you know exactly where to go look for the ten millimeter sockets. Uh, they you don't. It's like socks. You don't know how they get there, but you know where to go look. So you know, you know how the kids love the social media these days. Uh, we've already mentioned the Facebook page, but let's go ahead and go over all that stuff again. Of course, discover four by four adventures dot com is the website. Uh, you've mentioned the the Facebook page, uh, so mention Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, anything else you're on. Yeah, the tick. So we're the Facebook is kind of the main area because it's easy to share information there. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have an Instagram, uh, same thing, Discover 4x4 Adventures. We have a YouTube page. I've been doing YouTube videos with my Borderline 4x4 for probably about five years. So we are going to be starting to make some uh, part of another thing that we do is we offer off-road uh, training courses. That's kind of actually our bread and butter for the business, um, getting new people to basically know how to use their vehicle safely. Sure. So... I want to start doing some videos, kind of doing some pro tips on there, just short little one, two minute videos uh, for people on our YouTube page. Uh, those videos are not out yet, but uh, I am going to be doing a kind of a short little video kind of showing off what our Snowway event was because we got some good footage and good photographs there. Um, actually, my wife's friend came out and did photography for us. Christy Meyer. Yeah. Cody Meyer. Yep. Christy and Cody came out. They're from up in that area. So. Uh, did some great photos for us, so we're doing some videos with that. And then the TikTok, TikTok stuff I just started as well. I haven't quite comprehended that. I watched a how-to video this week, and they said i got to make six videos a day. I don't see how that's ever going to happen. But <laughs> Well, you know, they can say whatever they want to say. Right. I'm like, uh, you know, because i got to do that plus YouTube plus 
Instagram plus everything else. That just I don't see how people can do that. Oh, you're supposed to just give up your life. Uh, right. <laughs> Curiosity, you mentioned Texas. We just went down there for the first time with our business, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Forefest asked us to come down and put on some of our one-on-one courses at their event down there. Um, that was near Austin, Texas. Okay. I'm, right. I'm in uh, the Houston area. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was my first uh, experience going down to Texas, so. We are going to be having a, uh, an event in uh, June, the, the first week of June. I think it's June 4th, uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas event is going to be our second one. And uh, that's going to be at Hidden Falls Adventure Park. Uh, and okay. it, it's, just, it's just beautiful there. I mean, it's not anything like uh, Gold Mountain uh, in uh, Big Bear Lake, California, but uh, it, it's, it is very nice. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get used to it, knowing the trails and things. And uh, we have uh, several people uh, in Texas that are listening to the show, and and it's easy for them to get there. But we're going to have uh, one guy, a rancher in Kansas, is going to be bringing his uh, his tractor trailer and uh, three old Jeeps on the back of that trailer uh, coming down. It was actually something that uh, he wanted to do, and he actually set the date for it. So we're just going to show up for him. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be bringing a, a cow down that he's uh, butchered and uh, – feeding everybody so anyway we're looking really looking forward to it so if it's uh something that you guys might be interested in i'll uh, make sure that you get some uh, some information on it well it certainly sounds like you guys have a lot on your plate but it sounds like it's a labor of love uh, i just want to thank you guys for uh, sharing this information with us and we didn't even get to talk about the uh, rebel rally and i don't even know if i'm pronouncing it right uh, I, I was thinking whenever you were talking about doing the GPS hunt, uh, it would be like the Rebel Rally, except you can't use GPS. Is, is that right? That is correct, yeah. Uh, the Rebel Rally is map and compass only. Yeah, good Lord. That would just be that would just drive me up the wall. I mean, we did it in Boy Scouts, so but it's, GPS makes it so nice. Well, uh, Yeah, but it's, it's an amazing experience. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Well, uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say it backwards because, you know, women first. Uh, Carrie, Paul, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And uh, we'll have to have you back because I know that we've only scratched the surface of what you guys have to talk about. We would love to come back. Apparently, I love talking. <laughs> he does. He's a talker. <laughs> That's the way you get your point across. Well, you guys have a great night, and thanks for being with us. It's a pleasure. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks again to Carrie and Paul for taking the time to talk about Discover4x4Adventures.com. Hey, coming up next week, Jeremy Rowe from Jeremy Rowe Music. It's a big thing. Let's take a ride and you'll understand. Get some wind in your hair. Your- ho boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And this is the first time we've ever opened up an interview with a song. And we're doing so because we're going to be interviewing... Singer, songwriter, and jeeper Jeremy Rowe. Well, I wrote Jeep thing. You know, I I uh, I thought I had a thought. You know, I wonder if there's any Jeep theme songs out there. It could be kind of cool, right? You know, an anthem for Jeepers. And then uh, I did a little research and found a few, and uh, each good in their own right. I thought, you know what? There's a the community needs a new one. So that's mm-hmm. how I wrote Jeep thing, and then you know quickly followed that up with Jeep Girl, and now Off Road Family, and. Uh, i got a few more up my sleeve. And in two weeks, our guest is David Crystal of InviticusOffRoad.com. You know, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact, and you'll find a link to click and sign up. And don't worry, it's as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. 
So join us next week for another great interview because we have great guests. Podcasting since 2010.